This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Thursday, July the 7th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to get you everything that you need in the world of professional wrestling so you can get back to your day. Headlines scours all the wrestling media websites to give you a comprehensive detail and a look inside everything that's happening in all the major promotions. Headlines is a free podcast that is daily anywhere you find your podcast. With that being said, let's go ahead and get to the headlines. We're jumping over to Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter is writing it this hour. The Briscoes respond to FTR's rematch challenge. Now on last night's AEW Dynamite, FTR shocked the wrestling world by issuing a challenge to the Ring of Honor Hall of Famer Briscoes for a Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship match at Death Before Dishonor. Later this month, it was only 24 hours the Briscoes responded to FTR, which they did on Twitter and said that they are ready for the show. Challenge accepted, Jay Briscoe tweeted. Show up nice with our belts. For this being match one of the most complicated storylines in wrestling history with the two tag teams going back and forth on social media but only getting a chance to wrestle one time. Many believe that the Briscoes would have been inside AEW if it hadn't been for Warner Discovery but the match is going to happen now. It's going to be happening at death before Dishonor. For more information on this Eric Mutter has this article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Let's talk a little bit about Bailey. Marco Rivera is writing in this hour for Wrestling Inc. WWE superstar Bailey suffered a torn ACL while training 
at the Performance Center last July, with the timeline of her return being roughly nine months. Bailey herself has teased her return on social media numerous times. The most recent occurrence involved her hugging the Money in the Bank briefcase, which she won in 2021. Now, which she did cash in on Charlotte Flair the same night to become the SmackDown Women's Champion. Now, a year has gone by, and Bailey's still yet to show her face back on WWE TV. Fans anxiously await the return of WWE's most talented star, and they are disappointed that she's been gone for so long. Now, fortunately, Bailey's supporters, PW Insiders, reporting that the host of Ding Dong Hello has been down in Orlando this week. While PWI Insider can't specify exactly if Bailey was at the Performance Center, the news does follow a report from Fightful suggesting that Bailey is preparing for an in-ring deterrent, and she could be ready in the very near future. Now, the Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer also backs that up and says that Bailey is very close to a comeback. With more information on Bailey and her situation about an impending return to the ring in WWE, Marco Revere has this article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. AEW star turns down a handshake at the end of AEW Dynamite. Matthew Wilkinson is writing into this hour. When AEW Dynamite went off the air, it was John Moxley celebrating the fact that he successfully defended the AEW World Championship against Brody King. But for fans in attendance in the arena, well, that really wasn't the end of the show. Fight TV did share what was still going on in the arena. What happened after Dynamite went off the air was Darby Allen and Sting made their way down the ramp to show respect to Brody King for his efforts in the match. Allen offered a handshake, but King opted to ignore it, walking back up the ramp with Malachi Black instead. Could this be potentially showing an alliance between Sting and Darby Allen and Brody King? We're just going to have to wait to find out. For more information on this, Matthew Wilkinson has more trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Continuing with the news, Tony Khan provides an update on Kenny Omega's recovery time. Ross Berman is writing in at this hour that AEW President and CEO Tony Khan has some information about Kenny Omega. Now, as many of us know, it's been a long time since we've seen Kenny Omega, not only in the ring, but even on camera itself. Omega has had so many injuries over the last several months, as we know from vertigo to shoulder injuries and so much more. Now, he's been recovering from these litanies of injuries. He's been very outspoken about his frustrations, and even saying most recently, if he ever had a setback like this again, he would call his retirement. Meanwhile, Omega's boss, Tony Khan, has asked about Omega's rocky road to wellness, and he did an interview with the New York Post. Khan would go on to say, I'm always concerned whenever a wrestler has an injury, but in Kenny's case, he carried the load through so many injuries and probably more than anyone I've ever seen. I don't want to put a timetable on when Kenny will return, but hopefully he will continue to progress. I'm still very optimistic that we will get Kenny back. When pressed about Kenny Omega's apparent permission about staying still with the company being backstage in his role, Khan stated that, you know what, he's here to entertain the fans, but he's also here to work behind the scenes as well. Omega hasn't wrestled since last November when he lost the AEW World Championship to Adam Hangman Page. In the months following, it's been revealed that Omega has been dealing with numerous injuries, as we mentioned before, one of them being vertigo. Now, Omega has posted about his recovery in the past, Florida Health Clinic. He's using experimental treatments on the former champion, and Khan thinks that Omega is determined to get back in the ring, though he noted he can't put anything as far as a timetable or anything more on Omega's plate. For more information on Kenny Omega and the treatments that he is going through, continue following Wrestling Inc. as they will give you all the latest details on everything going on with his recovery process. Kelly Hulette's writing in at this hour for Wrestling Inc. Tony Khan touts viewership's success that AEW's had, but specifically last night. CEO AEW Tony Khan said on social media this afternoon that AEW Dynamite last night was a huge success. Dynamite was the number one show overall for Nielsen cable and satellite ratings for the third straight week. Now Khan tweeted it was the number one show at Nielsen on Wednesday night for the third straight week. Wednesday night, number one on TBS as well. Thank you for watching. We're back tomorrow.
tomorrow with a huge episode of Friday Night Rampage, 10 p.m., 9 p.m. Central on TNT. With more information on Tony Khan and his ratings success, continue following Wrestling Inc. as they will give you more information. Continuing on with the headlines, spoiler alert, NXT UK champion crowned at the most recent TV tapings. Now, many fans know that NXT is one of the most worldwide popular brands with inside WWE. The UK brand specifically has been success ever since it started. Now, a new UK champion has been crowned during the July 7th TV tapings that were happening. According to Wrestling Observer, Tyler Bate won the vacant NXT UK championship after feeding his former tag team partner, Trent Steven, in the finals of an eight-man tournament. Oliver Carter and Mark Coffey were also in the tournament. Bate is the first time to ever be a two-time United Kingdom champion. He was the inaugural champion when he held it from January 2017 all the way to May 2017. Bate is also an NXT former tag team champion, NXT champion, tag team, and UK Heritage Cup title. Now, as noted before, the NXT UK championship, Dragoff had to relinquish the title due to undisclosed injuries. Now, he had been the champion for 319 days after dethroning Walter, who is now known as Gunther, who is now on the main roster. For more information on the big title change happening at NXT UK, follow Wrestling Inc. and they will give you more information on this. Dominic D'Angelo is writing at this hour, did WWE NXT 2.0 Great American Bash episode deliver in the viewership ratings? The Great American Bash gave NXT for its fourth post-wrestling event in July. WrestleNomics received the numbers for this episode and garnered an audience of 593,000 viewers. It was an increase of 4% in total viewership from the previous week. Now, the program saw an average viewership of 157,000 and a .12 in the key demo of 18 to 49. That is a boost of 6% from last week's show. Now, with that being said, from a ranking standpoint, the Great American Bash did a number better than the previous NXT 2.0, which ranked at number 29 overall in cable ratings, compared to the last one, which was number 42 in the cable rankings. Now, from a broadcast perspective, the Great American Bash came in at number 43 overall, with the key demo of last week, ranking it at number 59. The numbers of this year's Great American Bash, not as long as last year's Great American Bash on July the 6th of 2021 episode, which saw an average of 654,000 with 61,000 viewers on that episode. The demographic included a stark contrast in the 18 to 49 demo with a 0.18 compared to Tuesday's 0.12 for last year. Now, the Great American Bash also was up against the playoffs last year, but this year it had no competition. For more information on the demographics and a success for NXT, definitely follow Wrestling Inc. as they will give you more information. Eric Mutter's writing at this hour, Wardlow celebrates AEW title win with his former Pinnacle members. Not so long ago, in a galaxy that may have not been this way, there once was a group in AEW known as the Pinnacle, led by MJF, managed by Tully Blanchard, featuring stars such as Sean Spears, Wardlow, and FTR. If one thought the pedigree of the group was supposed to be the one that was strong, well, guess what? FTR holds the tag team titles, and Wardlow is the new AEW TNT champion after defeating Scorpio Sky. To celebrate the victory, FTR staged a little reunion with their former Pinnacle partner, and it was memorable. When you're in the Pinnacle, you're really on top, Wheeler tweeted. Congrats, one star war dog. You earned it. This should be first of many. For more information on Wardlow's success, definitely follow Eric Mutter, who has this article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Matthew Carlin is writing in at this hour. Backstage news on which WWE brand Liv Morgan is actually assigned to on internal papers within the company. Now, it may seem like a foregone conclusion, but it's reportedly now official. New SmackDown Women's 
champion Liv Morgan is moving from Raw to her new home of the title that she's carrying. PW Insider reports that Morgan has initially been shifted to SmackDown's roster. She has been promoted that Liv Morgan will appear on Friday's episode of SmackDown. Now, it's been a whirlwind for Morgan, who enjoyed her biggest win of her career during last Saturday's Money in the Bank, and then cashing it in less than two hours later to beat Ronda Rousey. For more information on her switching the brands, definitely go ahead and follow Matthew Carlins, as he will have more of this trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Stokely Hathaway is making news today. He's talking about the term baddie. As many people inside AEW know, the baddie section is a part of the Jade Cargill faction. Now, Stokely Hathaway is talking about what is an interim baddie. If AEW is allowed to have an interim world champion, CM Punk heals up from injury, why can't there be an interim baddie? That's the question Stokely Hathaway asked on last night's AEW Dynamite. Though the answer he received might not be the same he had thought. During the show, Hathaway and his clients, Kira Hogan and AEW TBS champion Jade Cargill, were interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Quickly taking control of the interview, Cargill questioned Hathaway about letting Lila Gray's involvement in assisting the baddies last week, and they attacked Athena and Chris Statlander. Well, the one thing that he said was, you're always looking for new baddies, and that she is going to be an interim baddie. Not happy with the news, Jade Cargill went ahead and walked off during the interview. Lila Gray and Stokely Hathaway also had a confrontation, but we'll see what happens next. For more information on the interim baddie Lila Gray, follow Wrestling Inc. and we'll give more on that story. Continuing on with the headlines, Road Dog compares CM Punk and MJF's pipe bombs. Which one was better and which one had more impact? CM Punk's iconic run in WWE in the early 2010s was viewed by many as the greatest in the history of the company. Delivering cutting-edge promos, awesome mic work, and his wrestling matches were displayed in different unique styles all over with different stars. WWE rewarded him with a 434-day title reign as the champion, though so many believe that there's some comparisons between he and modern-day star MJF. Now, at the time, Punk was able to raise WWE up, but now, looking back at that time, Road Dogg, who was an agent from 2012 to now, made a comment about Punk's iconic promo revealing his honest opinion during a Oh You Didn't Know episode of his podcast. He would go on to say, I see this quite often in my motto. I'm smart enough to know I ain't smart enough. What I do not see is CM Punk in all those fans, James said. It's not up to me to make sure or to determine if he's being over. What I want to understand is, what are his feelings? And why would a guy write something like that if it wasn't truly how he felt? Lord, what could he truly mean? If it wasn't for all of this, he just went shooting on everybody. I guess that's what the viewers thought. Then more power to him. Is this a work or is this a shoot? Now, Rodaw suggests the pipe bomb was scripted that Punk had read in a previous interview that he had given that he had thought that all of this was worked out between WWE and Punk before he went out there. Now, the most recent pipe bomb in wrestling happened on the June 1st episode of Dynamite when all wrestling star Maxwell Jacob Friedman blasted his boss, Tony Khan, for underpaying him. MJF, that was a pipe bomb, but it was also a work too. How did he get to say all that stuff on air, James said. You don't get to go out there and call your boss all those filthy names in the book and then keep the microphone turned on. They would have sent out security and hauled him away. He definitely also agrees that this one is a work as well. For more information on what he has to say about both of the pipe bombs, Marco Rivera has his article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Continuing with the news, how did AEW do in the ratings this week, especially following the big event of Blood and Guts the prior week? Dominic D'Angelo is writing in this hour, AEW's Dynamite had some guts left in the ratings department after last week's heavily promoted Blood and Guts special. WrestleNomics released the numbers of the program in this week's edition, garnered 979,000 with a .36 in the demo. Or that's a dip in 4% from Blood and Guts, but it still held its own. Dynamite drew 470,000 in the 18-49 to 
49 demo, which once again was a 0.36 in the 18 to 49 group. Now, with this week's show being so stacked, they had two title matches. The show kicked off with a title change between Scorpio Sky and Wardlow. They also had an interim AEW World Heavyweight Championship match against John Moxley and Brody King. For more information on the ratings, definitely go ahead and continue to follow Wrestling Inc. as they will give you all the details on everything that's going on with AEW. Continuing with the news, Wardlow issues a brief statement following his AEW TNT victory. Now, after a powerbomb symphony and ultimately confetti, Wardlow finally reached the mountaintop by defeating Scorpio Sky to win the AEW TNT champion last night on AEW Dynamite. Now, the victory represents the high point of Wardlow's AEW career so far. It was made sweeter in the place that it took in Rochester, New York, the home of the late TNT champion Brody Lee. Naturally, the cool and collected Wardlow kept it together for most of it, and then after his celebration, he went ahead and he tweeted this out. Pure ecstasy. Now, with more information on Wardlow and what is next for him in his rise in AEW, continue following Eric Mutter, and he will have more on this news over on Wrestling Inc. Dakota Cohen is writing in at this hour. Booker T addresses Vince McMahon remaining on WWE TV throughout his scandal. Vince McMahon has been surrounded by controversy for weeks now, with multiple law firms launching investigations into WWE and the company's own brand officer, including their board of directors, also launching an investigation regarding McMahon's actions about hush money payment made to a former employee that he had an extramarital affair with. However, that's not stopped Vince McMahon from appearing on screen, cutting very short promos in both Monday Night Raw and WWE SmackDown. While on his Hall of Fame podcast, two-time WWE Hall of Famer and six-time world champion Booker T, who was in WWE from 2001 to 2007, then again sporadically from 2011 and 2012, while under McMahon's leadership, addressed the continuing presence of McMahon on TV. He would say, you can't run, you can't hide, Booker said. You gotta deal with the situation and move forward. I think that's life, and that's what it's truly all about. Now, after temporarily stepping down as CEO, Vince appeared on the next series of programming June 17th on SmackDown where he supposedly was in character as Mr. McMahon. He cut a promo regarding audiences in person and at home in the words of WWE's opening signature, then now and forever. Vince has since appeared on The Raw, hyping up the return of John Cena, who appeared in person to celebrate the 20th anniversary. Now there's a lot going on in the company and many believe that some things may change soon. Stephanie McMahon and the returning Triple H will continue with their duties. With that being said, there's so much more information in this article that Dakota Cohen has right now trending over on Wrestling Inc. Ross Berman is writing in at this hour, New Japan announces a plan to incorporate women into their U.S. product. Bushi Road is looking into the future. New Japan Pro Wrestling President and Bushi Road Chairman spoke at a recent press conference about New Japan's plans, and they have some very good news for American fans as the New Japan Pro Wrestling's sister program, World Wonder Ring Stardom. Now, the women's wrestling promotion will incorporate be incorporated into New Japan's product overall. Now, the announcement comes in the wake of New Japan Stardom announcing a co-branded event that's coming up in November. This is a boom for fans in both promotions. New Japan fans, especially those in the United States, have been clamoring for female talent on the show for years, while Stardom fans have wanted to see a collaboration with New Japan, swapping popular all-time female promoters all over the world. With a strong pull of independent wrestlers to draw from the United States, having Stardom wrestlers compete in New Japan Pro Wrestling America would give female talent opportunities to be seen by Stardom and decision-makers 
players and fans as well to give them opportunities abroad. Now, founded in 2010, Stardom was purchased by New Japan's parent company, Bushi Road, in 2019. Since the promotion, Stardom has featured so many of New Japan's early Wrestle Kingdom events, starting with dark matches prior to the 2020 Wrestle Kingdom event and culminating in Stardom airing matches at September's Wrestle Grand Slam event. With more information on this, continue following Wrestling Inc. And Ross Berman has this article trending right now. Dominic D'Angelo is writing at this hour, Sasha Banks and Naomi reportedly have been removed from WWE's internal roster. Sasha Banks and Naomi's time in WWE may have officially come to an end, but there's still no official word from either one of them or the company itself. Mike Johnson of PW Insider was reporting as of Thursday morning, Banks and Naomi are no longer listed on the WWE internal roster sheets. Johnson also writes that PWI heard rumblings of Banks may be engaging in some signings outside of WWE happening as early as this fall. It should be noted that the two talents still remain on the WWE.com roster page. Banks and Naomi were suspended indefinitely without pay, and they walked out of the arena just prior to the start of Monday Night Raw on May the 16th. Now, many fans have speculated whether or not this was a work or a shoot, but it can definitely be confirmed that this is definitely not a work. Banks has not shared anything about her status on her social media, but some recent photos have surfaced. The boss appears to have drastically changed her look after walking out on Raw. Naomi, meanwhile, has made a little bit of presence soon on social media since May 16th, though she reportedly is in negotiations with an extension with WWE, but then after walking out, all those have been dropped. WWE has continued their efforts to marginalize the duo, removing any indication that Banks' presence in the company by digitally removing her. Supporting Banks at recent WWE events, many fans still believe that she'll land on her feet. With more information on this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and Dominic D'Angelo will have more. Griff Garrison is making news today. Griff Garrison comments on working with MJF in AEW. Dakota Cohen writes in at this hour, though MJF may not be in good graces with many high ups in AEW, others have had rather positive experiences with the self-proclaimed salt of the earth. While on the A to the K wrestling show, one half of the AEW tag team, the Varsity Blondes, Griff Garrison commented on his interactions with MJF during the company. He would go on to say, and I quote, when it comes to being a professional wrestler, he is professional first, Garrison said. We talked through it. We did our thing. We were supposed to do different things outside, but he always handled his business and he came back and he was always great. He's always been super nice to me, you know? Granted, I don't know everything that's going on with him, but he always has been very professional to me. Props to MJF. He's a great talent, a great dude, so I can't say much other than that. Garrison and MJF competed in a total of three matches against one another, with one of those being a singles match. MJF and Garrison stole the show at one of their shows on the July 26th edition of AEW Dynamite, which then saw MJF walk away with the victory. MJF is the now new holder of the Pipe Bomb, which many wrestling fans have believed is going to be part of Tony Khan's long-term storytelling. For more information on this and find out what other superstars had to say about him, continue following Dakota Cohen as she will have more information on this over on Wrestling Inc. Danny Wolfsonholm is writing at this hour, New Japan Pro Wrestling confirms plans to perform outside of Japan. Now, it's been a busy day for New Japan Pro Wrestling. They held their 2022 business strategy presentation in Tokyo. Now, a number of key topics were presented at the New Japan meetings, including chances to perform outside of Japan. Now, one of the major announcements is maybe the United Kingdom, confirming that the company would be interested in holding something in November or October. Now, the first New Japan event would be held in UK since the independently promoted Royal Quest event happening in August of 2019 at the Cooper Bronze Arena in London. Now, it should also be noted that there are plans to leverage the New Zealand dojo as well. The promotion will also run events in Oceania in the near future. With travel restrictions easing around the world in the wake of the COVID-19 panic 
stopping, New Japan Pro Wrestling has been focusing on its international attention across the Pacific Ocean with the United States, which recently saw Tony Khan's AEW have the first interpromotional with New Japan Pro Wrestling. It was also widely known as a success. New Japan has interest in working in other parts of the world, and the UK is just one of them. For more information on this, Danny Wolfsonholm is writing in at this hour on Wrestling Inc. Matthew Wilkinson is also writing Becky Lynch praises recently released AEW star. Paige was a huge staple in WWE for many years, but now her time in the company has officially come to an end as her contract is expired and WWE has opted not to renew it. Now, yesterday she penned a goodbye letter to the company that was in the Players Tribune. In the wake of the letter, she received plenty of praise from fans and other wrestlers, including Becky Lynch, who took to social media to heavily praise the former champion and the impact she has made in the business. Lynch would go on to say, I met her when she was only 13 years old. Even though you could barely tell because she was so young, she was going to be a star. She couldn't even drink legally in America, but she changed the business forever. Following more information on the different stars' reactions to the release of Paige and what is next for her, continue following Matthew Wilkinson as he will have more over on Wrestling Inc. Eric Munder is also writing at this hour. There's going to be a major update on what New Japan Pro Wrestling fans can do at shows, and cheering is one of them. Ever since New Japan Pro Wrestling started running shows again months after the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020, the promotion has done a lot without fans, or even fans cheering. Now, those in attendance were allowed to clap only. So now, many have wondered, now that two years has gone by, will fans be able to clap again, or what can they do? The answer came today at the New Japan Pro Wrestling business strategy presentation, when the promotion announced numerous plans about the company going forward. Among those plans is to have a cheering section at the New Japan events, starting this September with two events at Corgan Hall on September 5th and September 6th. The fans will now be allowed to cheer. However, a few stipulations have been added. Both Corgan Hall events will be held at half capacity, reducing a potential crowd of over 2,000 fans to holding it around 1,000 fans. In addition, New Japan stated the events will have a cheering section, indicated only by a certain number of fans who can come in and cheer. Now, Although the distinction has not been made specifically clearly on where the section will be, it will be a staunch contrast to what fans have been able to do so far in New Japan Pro Wrestling. For more information on this, Eric Mutter has this latest trending over on Wrestling Inc. Ross Berman is also writing in at this hour, WWE Board of Director member officially resigns from WWE. Connor Schnell resigned from WWE's Board of Directors yesterday. Schnell, a film and television producer, cited an increased slate of responsibilities resulting from his new expanded role in his newly formed North Road company in filming in the Securities and Exchange Commission. According to the filing, Schnell exited from the board of directors not due to any dispute or disagreement with the company. It's the management's board that has decided that time has come for him to move on. Schnell's resignations came in tandem with the news of New Road's company's formation and its purchase of after Red Arrow Studios, as well as Shell's Words Plus Pictures production company. Now he moves on from WWE in a very turbulent time as the board of directors is investigating CEO and owner Vince McMahon for his inappropriate contacts with hush money paid to a former employee. With that being said, continue to follow this article and continue to follow Ross Berman as he will have more information on this trending. That's going to do it for headlines today. Once again, headlines is your one-stop shop podcast for everything you need to know about Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE, AEW, and so much more. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland and we'll catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The world of NLW Radio never stops.